all right, I might be crazy here. Hey, trust me. I say that all the time to people and they go, Ken, you are crazy, but what do you, what do you got for us? All right. Welcome to SDO Unveiled. Today, I've got a really awesome guest, Ken Vito. He is a senior SDO manager for a privately held company that has a ton of different brands. He's got both in-house and external SEO team members reporting to him. He's been doing SEO a long time and like way before Google was even, even around. He knows all about Yahoo Directory, AltaVista, Netscape. Uh, he, even, he even knew DMOZ when I was talking to him about that. So he's definitely got a wealth of experience that's going to help a lot of people today really understand a lot more about SEO. He's a self-taught SEO initially, which is what most people were you know, 20 years ago. And he learned from podcasts like uh, Danny Sullivan, Rand Fishkin, and a lot more. And I think he's got a really awesome story to tell us today. Thanks, Ken. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Clay. Really appreciate it. Um, so, and thanks for the, the great bio. Let me just say first that, uh, you know, whatever I say is my own opinions. My company is awesome, by the way. I've been there 12 years. So, I, you know, I wouldn't say bad things about them. I just want to cover them legally in case I say something stupid, you know. I doubt that's going to happen, but of course, everybody's always looking to make sure that that uh, that we're that we're PC these days. Yeah. So you know, one one thing that's always you know always a really insightful thing to get from people, especially at the beginning of an episode, is to really understand where did you come from, like how did you ever get into SEO? Because I know you you definitely um, back back when you started, you know, SEO wasn't really even probably called SEO. So how did, how did you get? How did you end up? as an SEO-focused person? It, it's a really great story. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. Uh, so back in the dot-com days, they said, you know, all you got to do is build a website and you make lots of money. So my dad had a struggling company. And I've always been into computer stuff. I had computer back, the old Commodore Amiga and all that stuff. I, I mean, yeah, way back. And I've had a dot matrix printer because there weren't many dot matrix, but I needed charts and graphs because I'm always data driven. Anyway, yeah, lining up those ribbons was a real pain. Yeah. So the automatic, <laughs> the, uh, the color one does it for you. It actually moves it up and down. It was really cool, expensive. But anyway, I digress. Um, so my dad was struggling with his company. And I said, Dad, there's this thing called the internet. And by the way, my dad had never used a computer. Um, I said, there's a thing called the internet and they say, all you gotta do is build a website and you'll make lots of money. I said, I can do this for you. I'll learn it. I'll learn how to build one of these website things and make it for you. I'll do the photography and all that because I already was doing photography, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so I built this website for him. Nobody came to it. They forgot to tell you that not only do you have to build it, you got to drive traffic to it. I was you like, got to really? actually market it, right? Right, right. And I said, dad, dad, I promised you this website. You know, for out of love for my dad, I'm like, I'm going to learn how to drive traffic to this website. So that's how it became uh, where, well, how I became what, what I am today. Um, love for my dad and trying to help yeah. his business. And so... I learned, as you mentioned, from early podcasts, uh, you know, Danny and Ran and Bruce Clay and, you know, all, the, all those, you know, pioneers, you know. Uh, and so I ended up learning how to do it, 
And the website became so successful, my dad never had to hire another salesperson. It, uh, oh, that's fantastic. It took off and did that's really great. well. Yeah. So that's the, the long, uh, long version of it. Um, and uh, I, it was great. But uh, my, my own career, let me, let me expand on this real quick, because this is, this is where it gets even crazier. My own career was in sales. And I was doing the old dialing for dollars back in the days. And yeah. uh, wasn't doing that well because people, you know, dealing with people on phones, you know, you get voicemail, you know, they don't return your calls. And I go, yeah. why don't I use what I learned from my dad and make a website for my company? Sure. Talk to my bosses. They said, SEO, what? Internet, what? Like they didn't understand. They, they, they didn't get it. So they ultimately said, no, I can't do it. So what I did is I paid for a domain myself, built my own website to generate my own leads in the sales department. Yeah. So within a short time, it became the top salesperson. And that was kind of like surprising to people. And then eventually I sold more than all the salespeople combined. That made my boss actually think I was pulling something sneaky because they didn't understand the internet. They didn't understand SEO. Yes. They thought I was cheating, stealing leads or something like that. Sure. Yeah. So uh, needless to say, uh, I ended up leaving that company. Uh, but back then I tried to find a job doing SEO and most people didn't know what it was. It was terrible. There weren't jobs for SEO. I had to try to proactively sell my services to companies that I thought were good matches for me. And even then it was tough. Yeah. I was way, way, way ahead of the curve. Wow. Wow. That is a really interesting perspective. I, I love it that you've like outsold everybody. And then, and then they, they didn't like, I would have been like, Hey, he's our new head of sales. Yeah. You know, like promote, promote this guy. He knows what he's doing. He's going to make this thing work. Like yeah, let's they, put more money into whatever he's doing on the technology side. And um, maybe we need less salespeople and more people like him. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was one of those people fear what they don't understand. Sure. And, and sure. they thought I was pulling some sort of black magic. <laughs> so. Well, in fairness to them, you kind of were, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you, built, you built your own lead gen, lead gen tool and you were the only one getting the leads. <laughs> but uh but the, the funny thing is like you, you wanted to do it and you asked them if you could do it and they're like, no. Yeah. So I, I kind of I like the, the gutsy approach. You, you made your numbers and you, you started killing it on the quota and you probably got that company a lot more revenue than they ever expected. Um, and, you know, it's, it's sometimes uh, when, you're, when you're kind of an explorer and a maven, you, you, it's hard to explain, right? It's hard to make that explanations to people that, Aren't, as, aren't used to it. SEO is filled with that. I feel like every every day there's things changing. Everything Everything's always, always on the cusp of something new or something different. And so it's always hard to make those judgment calls even today. So, I mean, you know, what, what right now are you noticing in SEO as far as trends in general that you're really excited about? I think the most interesting trend is the communication back and forth between the SEO people and the search engine. I don't want to always say Google 
but you know, I might slip and just say Google just because they're the sure. most popular. But uh, Google is the one that's doing the most communicated right now, right? They're openly wanting you to tell them more. And, you know, they, they tell a little more than they used to, too, a little bit more. But, uh, you yeah. know, yeah. So I think that is the best trend. And I say that because it covers a wide area, right? Because that's what product schema is, right? That's, that's well, a lot of schema, not just product schema, just I happen to do lots of products. But um, sure. schema in general, right? They, they basically want you to tell them more. They, they aren't coming out and saying that they have limitations, but you know, they're, they could only do so much. So the more you tell them, the better you tell them, uh, the, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how that's kind of come from, you know, back in the early 2000s, it was like on page before Google. And that was kind of how you tell the search engine what your page is about by having content that <laughs> matches the keywords that you want and stuffing it up with keywords and then you kind of rise. Yeah. But um, now where you're talking about like actually creating schema that makes sense for Google to understand them being able to utilize that for their rankings and they can express that data to the user and make the, the experience for the user even better too, right? Like showing star ratings. I used to work at, a, at Edmunds, the car review site. And I remember we had our star ratings which show on Google because we had it in the schema. And I was like, that really is a great way mm -hmm. for a user on Google to search. Hey, you know, am I interested in a, you know, Toyota Tacoma? What's, you know, what do people think of it? Toyota Tacoma reviews. And you get a quick scenario, a quick synopsis um, of like a little bit of information, kind of a teaser, but it's enough for someone to be like, hey, well, I think that's going to be a good place for me to visit, a good place for me to start my journey. So that you get, you know, you get the user to have a little bit more of a peekaboo into how good that content is. And I think that's part of the communication there is to Google, but I think it's also straight back to the user, no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, T totally. Um, so I, I, anytime I learn about something new, I try to take advantage of it, right? So schema, yeah. some advanced schema. I think I'm even doing some schema that Google doesn't even support yet. There, there's, there's that kind of little clue yet, because you got to kind of read between the lines a little, right? This is, this is part art and part science, the SEO world, right? Yeah. So um, I, may, I may be doing something for the future, but if it works out, I might be one of the first, right? Might be one of those pioneers. And doing microdata, right, as well. So schema and microdata, I think, are um, really important. They've been talking about it for a while, right? But it, and what it, do you mean by microdata? Can you explore, expand a little bit about so, what that is? Um, laying out some data, you know, in the code that uh, that's on the page, right? Kind of uh, reinforcing it and providing maybe a better format for it. Uh, so let's, you know, say, say like a technical website, maybe specs or something like that. Yeah. Um, right. That you want the search engine, Google, uh, to, uh, see more about, see more of, know that you think it's important. So yeah. if it agrees, obviously it has to agree. Um, then it may take your suggestion. And there's the other thing that's going on now. In the old days, Google used to say, 
tell us how you want it. We'll do it. Now they say, tell us how you want it. We might do it, right? And then they even change their mind. Hey, what you said on your description, eh, we didn't like that. We went with this other one. So, um, and then here's, here's something a lot of people don't think of and I think of all the time. Google's, Google's a business that they, they are technically in it for their best interest. They got to survive, right? Yeah. So that's part of, well, I'm probably giving too much away, but that's part of how I read between the lines, right? That's one thing I use. Sure. Like, what would I, you know, basically I say, what would I do then? It's what would Google do, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I see that uh, more and more as being able to catch the, the little hints. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's really unique to use a lot of different types of schema and the microdata to try to really make sure that whatever product pages or, or it sounds like a lot of it's product pages you have, people can easily find, right? So I feel like some of the stuff you work on is pretty technical. And so looking for things that meet certain, spe- certain technical specifications is probably pretty common in your realm. So that makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of lot. people that are you know need to have a technical website, right? Or need it to be more yeah. technical. So it's not like uh, it's unique to our company. It's like it's pretty broad. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I feel like you know you've been able to stay ahead of the curve and so for so long and so many iterations of uh, Google's updates and, and other search engines changing. So how how do you stay ahead of the curve on trends and and what are you doing to figure out what's what's next in SEO? Mm. Well, I and and here's another great thing about Google and their communication. You know, like John Mueller, I I, I really like that guy. I mean, I just sure. oh my goodness, he just says it like it is, and sometimes I I shocked at what he says. Uh, but the thing I was going to get at is how John even says hey, there's a new update coming up. There's really nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, your, your, uh, your choice of website style or something like that would probably have to change dry- dramatically to, to not get penalized or to take advantage of it. And it's kind of like, you know, whoever has this kind of website will benefit, you know? Uh, and don't get me wrong, anything major that that we would get penalized for, I work to change, sure. obviously. But I'm more about trying to catch it early to take advantage of it. And uh, some of that comes from going to the uh, advanced SEO conferences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's another tip. Are, are there some that you, you recommend for, for people to go to? Well, I don't want to make Danny upset. I haven't been to an SMX yet. And I'm not asking for tickets, Danny. Trust me. Trust me. I might end up there. But because I'm on the West Coast, I've been going to PubCon because they hold that in Las Vegas. And that's an easy hub to get low cost for the company and blah, blah, blah. And there's so many advanced SEO people that go there. Uh, It's been so beneficial. Really has. But I am looking to do more of that, you know, more more conferences because what I pick up is so valuable to the company. Sure, for sure. I mean, I feel like that's a good place to be able to kind of learn about, you know, new things, new things going on. Um, and then, you know, um, 
one one thing that we, I always wonder about is like when you're talking about like adding microdata or adding schema and you know how how are you able to get some of these initiatives um, you know taken on by the tech team and added to this site like how are you getting all these kinds of things prioritized uh, any tips for maybe people that are having trouble getting things prioritized in their companies wow it, it's tough it's especially something that advanced right uh, yeah I, I would say um, the if you're lucky enough to have a competitor that's doing it <laughs> they, they tend to take that seriously. So there's there's my first advice is find a competitor that's doing it and being successful, show examples of it. That tends to get reactions quicker. But if you can't, that's really tough. You really have to explain um, what you expect. You know, you know, of course, you just lay out the who, what, when, where, why, all that stuff. Um, and then show, uh, you know, maybe make up a fake result, you know, of, of what you've seen, um, sure. what advantage it will have. And, you know, don't make any bold claims because you never know, right? I mean, yeah. there's no guarantee that a search engine is going to take it, accept it, that you could do it in time. Uh, a lot of things I did was a lot of, trial and error, right? Because they're so sure. advanced so early on. Um, iterations of it until it works, you know? So it, it's a blast, don't get me wrong, but it's a lot of hard work. And, and there's one of my famous sayings. If anyone, if I ever say this at the company, they'll be like, oh, you always say that. But I, one of my sayings is, if it's that easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. So here's the tip. One of those tips to help, uh, you know, pass along some information, you know, pass it forward, right? Pay it forward, I mean. Um, do the hard stuff. Don't cut corners. Yeah. You know, because if it's hard, there's a good chance your competition's not doing it. Sure. So I mean, I think you, that makes that right? makes sense. Yeah, if you put in the having, hard work. Yeah, go ahead. And if if you're having trouble prioritizing things and all they, all they want to do is easy stuff, that easy, it's a good saying of, well, if all we do are kind of surface level deep things, then how are we going to be able to take, you know, take a significant advantage versus our competitors, especially by taking a look at our competitors? You know, I've been in companies where we've been burned by competitors because we didn't catch on quick enough and we didn't make changes fast enough. So I think those are real things. I think, you know, make, thinking about that, even if you don't have a competitor that's doing exactly what you're doing, you could find someone in an alternative industry and show that and say, look, it's happening over here. It's just a matter of time between before one of our competitors does it or we do it first. Do we want to be first or we do we want to be second to last, right? Yeah. So I think I think there's a lot of good things that you can get there because a lot of people don't don't talk about competitor competitors as much, um, and I and I feel like I feel like there's a lot there about competitors. Like, are there certain things that you're doing to track competitors? Certain things that you're doing to like main, make sure like that you're being able to maintain rank while you are in a competitive industry? Like what kind of things do you, do you utilize? All right. So here's a unpopular take on this. And I, sure. <laughs> but just telling you this from doing this forever is um, you can watch your competition all you want. Uh, and if they outrank you, um, most people just try to do what they're doing. And, but if you just are a me too, I'd say that you're behind the curve and 
the search engines are going to still like them more, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I don't watch competition that close. Um, I, I, what I do look for is just those things they're doing that we're not, right? That that I might, or something, or maybe I look, I really study their website, and I go, why are they doing that? Right? That sounds really odd or yeah. it's unusual. Well, that's usually a key that they're trying to do something different, right? Or they just don't know what they're doing. Hopefully, hopefully you're looking at a good competitor and they know what they're doing and, uh, and you, can, you can learn. But um, I'd say it's more important to just do everything well. Um, here's another, you know, like old wisdom thing because I'm kind of old. Um, there's no one silver bullet to SEO. Everyone's looking yeah. to go, so what's the one thing that you do that, that got you to where you are? There isn't one thing. If it, again, if it was that easy, everyone would do it. Just like, like ranking, yeah, just like ranking factors, right? There's so many of them. Um, you're not going to be able to do, you know, you're not going to be able to do just one and rank. And I'm sure that's what Google said when they built this thing, right? Hey, we can't just let people beat the system by doing one thing really well and the rest bad, right? We got to yeah. make sure they do most things well and certain things excellent. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good take on that because I think the thing is, you know, we, we look at changes every day here. And so I, I'm just well aware of like things changing and com com competition changing for our clients or certain keywords that we track on our system. And so the funny thing is you can kind of easily see who's really making a lot of changes that are SEO relevant and, and you know, who isn't, right? The stagnant sites versus the ones that aren't. And um, it's kind of in interesting because you, you know, you talk about who to follow and who not to follow and not necessarily follow at all, but see what they're doing that might, that you might not be doing. Um, and I see, you know, some people doing lots of changes, like lots of H1s and title changes mm -hmm. and then waiting and waiting and seeing if the rank changes and then doing it, doing it a little bit differently. Uh, it's funny. I have this one search for, I think like avocado facts or something that I use in a demo. And I see there's one site that changes like their H1 is like avocado facts for kids. And then it became avocado facts for kids, uh, parents and teachers. And then it became avocado facts for parents, uh, teachers and someone else, but no kids. And it, it kind of felt like the old days of keyword stuffing of like, well, who's your audience? Who are your avocado facts for? Are they for who you want them to be today? Or are they, or they, they or are you doing something that's smart? Um, and then you can track ranking change. It's, so it's kind of interesting to see what other people are doing. And in my realm, I feel like it's just kind of interesting to see what people are doing, not necessarily helping me figure out what to do, but it's also just kind of saying, well, what are all, what, what are all the other SEOs trying to do? Or what are the content managers doing that might be messing up SEO, right? So, it, you know, because sometimes you don't know if it's the SEO um, managers that are doing it or the content people. So uh, it's, or, or, you know, vice versa or, or someone else on the site or a random developer. It's, it's hard, hard to know. Yeah, and your example um, before we leave it is uh, with the new helpful content update, uh, that would of course mean if you're changing H1 tags all the time, you're trying to game the search engines. Not a good choice. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. So Google will yeah, spot right? it quicker than ever now. Well, I've never been black hat, never even been gray hat, always white hat. 
So um, sure. I'm never afraid of a penalty uh, because I'm always, you know, although I optimize things really well, I make sure that if anybody reads it, it doesn't sound stupid. It's grammatically correct, blah, 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 right? It, uh, you know, most people scan websites anyways. They usually don't read them, especially we're in B2B. So B2B, you know, you're, you're looking for your business, not for, you know, personal purchase. So, um, yeah, try do it for people and search engines. You know, they say do it for people first. I'd, I'd say equal, you know, do, do, at least stay equal, if nothing else. Right. So, I mean, you bring it, bring up a great point, like the B2B, you know, pages versus a, a site that's more consumer oriented. You know, what do you, what do you think is a, a chief differentiator that makes, you know, doing SEO for B2B a little bit different? Um, do people spend more time on their pages or less time? I don't know. Maybe they spend less time because it's, it's not, it's, it's not personal. I don't know. Um, you got to know your audience, obviously. Right. That's, that's always, yeah. that's, a, that's been a big key to, to marketing in general, right? So uh, luckily we know our audience and we know that they're at work, right? They're not doing this for fun at home, right? Yeah. So they want, they become as efficient, as efficient as possible at doing these things, right? Because it's their job at stake, right? So sure. they, uh, they may, uh, they may have a, low bounce rate or may have a high bounce rate, either one could be right, right? Because if you take them exactly to where they should be and they read it and they leave, that's a bounce. But they found out yep. exactly what they needed to, right? So yeah. how your website's built, we could talk a whole nother episode about this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, what do you, what do you think is important in, in that? Just, you know, maybe a couple quick tidbits about that. Um, well, uh, I'd say go with, find people that do, you know, surveys in general about what B2B websites should be, right? To make sure that you're doing it right. Kind of pick the yeah. average because everybody's different in different parts of a website. For example, um, your FAQ section, if you've got one, would be different than a product page, right? Sure. And a category page is something that you may need longer to look at. Um, uh, you know, FAQs could be quick. If you've got any tools on your website, that could be a quick thing too. So you really have to take every type of page into consideration. Yeah. To know if you're doing sure. it right. Again, if it was yeah. that easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, I mean it's a good point. I, the funny thing is when I when I first came to SEO Radar, I remember I looked at the the traffic and how many people were coming from mobile versus desktop because there's you know there's been times in my life where I was been the, the been the mobile app PM and so you know very very much you know uh, in the realm of I've done everything and so I saw that we got ninety percent desktop traffic and I was like that's B two B SaaS yes. like <laughs> yes. when you when you only have ten percent of people using it on your phone it's just it's just a few people that are just really interested um, with something that's going on really quickly. So I, I feel like there are some clues into who your audience is. Like you said, they're at work. They're like focused on productivity. I'm sure your desktop percentage is, is also, you know, kind of inverted from, from yeah. like the normal yeah, consumer yeah. ones. Like, yeah. like mine. So you said it, it, it makes sense, right? It does. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, so I feel like there's some clues you can look for to, to, to kind of help you understand. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, for, for some, you know, people right now always want to understand, like, what do they, what do they need to be doing? What are they doing right or wrong? And, and, you know, I, I kind of want to get your take on what should everyone in our space stop doing um, and start doing? Well, let, let's put it, well, let me start with one. I think agency should stop trying to get business by sending over uh, unwanted uh, audits, uh, especially yeah. if they're audits, if they're audits without someone actually spelling out what it means. Oh, uh, yeah, there, there's one thing because uh, it's, it's just bad for, for the SEO or the SEO team uh, to have to keep explaining these things, right? Like, well, or, or even salespeople saying uh, from an agency, oh, we could increase your you know, organic traffic 50% or, you know, whatever, you know, just, just generalizations. Sure. Um, it, it really causes trouble. Now, I'm not saying uh, the good agency should stop doing it. In fact, they help people, right? So, the, but a good agency would actually do their homework and not send over a generalization without looking at it first, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm just saying to those agencies that, or salespeople that think they could get business by scaring people, um, people are getting smarter than that, you know, and all the time. Uh, but it's causing trouble. And, you know, if you cause trouble for an SEO team, I don't you know, who knows what could happen here. All of a sudden, you could start ranking for things that your company you never wanted to. You know, don't don't spook the SEO people. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, just well, they um, did that in the old days, right? They used to. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm referring to the old the old days. They used to. Do so, that. so kind of these like cold email, like you know, site audits. You've got some problem on your site. You've got uh, a title tag that's too long. Oh no. Exactly. Um, One tag. <laughs> right. That's yeah. the thing. That's the other thing. Like uh, they really need to understand what it means, you know, instead of just doing a, you know, one of the generic crawls, you know, and then getting a report, you know, you got three, you know, you got, let's say you got 50,000 pages on a website and you got three pages that have this issue. They put it yep. as high of a priority as something that has 10,000 issues. Right. Um, Yep. So really, they just, you know, do their job, right? Do it right. You know, help people out. Don't don't think you're going to scare them into work because people are getting smarter. Yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it. So there's I, one. There's one that, it sounds like you get approached by a lot of SEO agencies. Um, I do. I try to stop them before they send something just to sure. avoid the headache. So there, there's one thing then, you should stop doing. And then what, I mean, what do you think people in our space should start doing? Maybe more like tactical. Yeah. Um, I think, I think what I alluded to earlier is trying to think like Google, right? Mm -hmm. Think about what is best for Google. I mean, the, the good thing is that these days it's, it's a win-win scenario. In the old days, it used to be us against Google. But with the open, more open communication, they want us to be successful because obviously if, if we provide the best choice for the search, 
they'd love to put us up at number one, right? Yep. Um, hey, that's what they do. Um, and along the way, if they happen to make some revenue off of PPC, you know, that, that's great, right? That's, that's yeah. what keeps them going. They got to pay for themselves, right? So think like Google, um, uh, read between the lines, uh, do reality checks, you know, uh, you, you, someone tells you something or you think of something, think it through logically before you tell it to somebody else or implement it, right? Bounce it off somebody else. Just go, all right, I might be crazy here. Hey, trust me. I say that all the time to people and they go, Ken, you are crazy, but what do you, what do you got for us? Um, But uh, sometimes a crazy idea is a good idea in the end. It's like nine crazy ideas are bad, but one of them is ends up being like hugely awesome. Yeah. Well, I've been known to be, like I said, ahead of the curve. So most people don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. And so they think it's crazy uh, until it works. Right. So, sure. yeah, that's the thing is uh, getting it to work after you've gotten the OK to do your crazy idea. So make sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really great. That's really great. Well, why don't, why don't we spend some time, you know, why don't you, you give us some insight of anything that you're working on or anything you'd like people to know um, or or how to get in touch with you. Okay. Uh, I never communicate what I'm working on uh, because that's the company's business. So sure. I, I don't do that. Matter of fact, I, all these uh, SEO awards that they, they give out, I'd, I'm sure, well, okay, that sounds a little egotistical. I might have a chance at some of those, but I'd have to tell them what I was doing. And so I, I don't, I don't apply for them. I don't, I mean, it's my company's business, you know, I, I gotta, you know, keep it quiet for them. Uh, that's why I'm just giving you generalizations here and a disclaimer. Oh, sure. right? um, so yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, some of what I talked about, but I didn't give you the specifics. I'm doing some of that and uh, always looking ahead always looking ahead. I've got uh, 12 brands to deal with. Each one's a little different. Um, so uh, it's not always the same techniques. I feel like it's really exciting when you're working on multiple brands, you know, especially being in-house instead of an agency. So they're, you know, somewhat maybe in the same realm, but they're still a little bit different. So you have to like think through each one differently. I feel like it's a really, it's a really interesting kind of cognitive uh, exercise to to be able to to handle that really well and to be able to manage that well because there's so much going on when you're dealing with more than one or two kind of main company brands. Um, do, do you want to like talk a little bit about how to, how to manage that and and how to think through that if if you're working on multiple things? Um, sure. It it really just comes down to the website itself, right? Um, yeah. You. To do SEO well, you've got to have the right format, the right construction, the right pathways. The you know you got to have that in place. And uh, I I had to totally rip apart a couple websites um, in the beginning because they weren't set up properly. And uh, talking about a tough one to get past upper management, <laughs> uh, but 
you, uh, you do, you do. I mean, if it, if it's not set up well to, to rank well, then you're just not helping yourself. Right. I mean, you could do all this work and it's, it's not going to go as far as it should. So you really got to make sure you're set up for success first and uh, convince others, convince others that, uh, Hey, this, this, you know, be kind, be nice. Right. Um, Tell them, you know, great, great job here, but uh, I'm sure SEO wasn't so popular back then when you built this, blah, blah, blah. Here's, here's kind of my concept of what I'm thinking to help rank better. Right. Sure. Um, Yeah. Because you, you have to, you have to be set up for success. Otherwise um, you'll look bad. You'll look bad. If uh, you know, let's, let's say, uh, a company doesn't let you work on a website and, and it never ranks well, but you were responsible for it, right? Uh, they could say you're doing a bad job when in fact you, you didn't touch it. Well, it, same thing for setting up improperly. If it's set up improperly, yeah. you could do all the work in the world and it's not going to get there. Yeah. I mean, you got to be able to trip, figure out how to influence the people that matter so you can actually make a difference. And like you're saying, if you're not able to actually change the site at all, you know, you might get the blame anyway. But I also think like you got to be able to to do part of your job, which is to express to others how important certain things are to do. So even if you can't change it, part of the responsibility lies because, you know, that's part of the role is to try to help express what needs to be done within the organization. If you can't change it, sometimes you can't change at the end of the day, but you know, as long as you make a, a valiant effort to really try and show people the ways of SEO and the impacts and the business impact, like you said, the dollars and cents, um, I think it's I think it's really important. Is there anything else? Any uh, any last tips of where people could get in touch with you if they want to find out more about about you, Ken? Uh, yeah, of course, link, LinkedIn, and and I don't remember my URL because I made it. Uh, very uh, Googleicious. There, there's a term for okay. it. That's a term that it, I didn't even say it at first at my company. I feel bad that I didn't think of it, but it's uh, Googleicious, meaning it's optimized. So whatever it is, just look well, up my name. You'll find me. I'm yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. probably the only SEO named Ken Vito, I'm guessing. We'll have it in the show notes. So okay. thanks, Ken. We really appreciate your time. And thank you for joining us today on SEO Unveiled. Well, thanks a lot, Clay. I really, really enjoyed this. I really uh, appreciate the chance to pay it forward, uh, just like the other pioneers that paid it forward to me.